welcome back to the Play Like a Girl podcast, one of the new shows for SB Nation's Ohio State site, Land Grant Holy Land. We talk all things Ohio State football and talk to and about other women in Buckeye athletics and beyond. I'm your host, Tia Williams. And I'm your co-host, Meredith Hine. You can follow Meredith on Twitter at Meredith Hine, that's H-E-I-N, myself at Tia Williams, that's Tia with three A's, and of course the site Land Grant 33. Thanks for tuning into episode four. Today it's just Tia and me, but we have a lot of good stuff planned for you today, we promise. Yes, we're going to be covering a whole lot of topics today from some trending controversy regarding women in sports to answering your questions you guys sent me on social media. But before we get started, Meredith, I realized that on the first show that you helped co-host, we never really introduced you um, the same way like Alexis and I were introduced because we had a guest that day. Um, All the focus was on her. So I wanted to ask you, what has your experience been like as a woman covering sports and playing sports? Have you had any negative experiences or maybe even positive ones? Yeah. um, So overall, my feeling about sports has been overwhelmingly positive, given that I'm still actively involved. Um, My experience started growing up in Columbus, Ohio. My dad roomed with Woody Hayes' kid in college, so I didn't really have a choice in who I was rooting for. Um, Professionally, my dad also watched Jim Brown play in Cleveland, where he grew up. So, you know... Brown fans since 1990. But, you know, I played sports growing up. Um, I played lacrosse all through college and was captain of my team. Um, And then once I graduated, started running marathons. So overall, um, playing sports and then um, being able to engage in sports um, as a spectator has been really important. Um, One of the reasons it's been really, uh, I guess, relevant for my life is it's been a great way for me to connect with my family given that we are all such big sports fans so that's really what motivated me to get further involved always loved writing and marrying those two um, and being able to write and cover sports has really been a dream come true have you ever had like any controversy I don't I haven't fortunately ever had the experience of being threatened on social media, like some of our guests have, unfortunately, unfortunately for them. Um, But, you know, my college was actually 80% male. So going in there and having a conversation about college football uh, frequently ended with being told, you know, a lot about football for a girl. And that was so frustrating to me because it was clear I knew more about football than the guys I was talking to. Um, and I would say that, you know, personally, like that, it gives you a little bit of a chip on your shoulder and you kind of feel like you have to know more going in and it almost makes you feel like you're being a little bit aggressive, um, with your sports knowledge when you try to have these conversations. Um, and that's not how I want to be when I talk about something that I love. I want to be able to, you know, talk with people who, are willing to engage with me and have a good discussion. Um, I don't want to constantly feel like I'm having to defend myself, which um, I would say is uh, probably the theme of negativity that I have experienced. So given how much I'm actively following sports, uh, obviously 
the new roughing the passer rule has been very top of mind for me in the last couple of weeks as the NFL season has kicked off. Um, Tia, I'm so interested to hear what your thoughts are on this new rule. I am always for a rule that protects the players. I know that's that's not the common answer when you're asked that. Um, and you see a lot of, you know, people wanting the hard hits and the tough tackles. And I, I just don't see the point. I totally agree with you. I'm totally on board with rule changes, especially if it improves the safety of the game, which it's intended to, um, because frankly, we're not going to have a game of football if hits continue to cause traumatic brain injuries and we're continuing to not adjust the game to account for that. Um, You have already seen two players get knocked out this year by seemingly not traumatic injuries. Sorry, two quarterbacks getting knocked out this year. Um, And some of these quarterbacks, you know, you look at the hits that they take and they get knocked out of the game forever. Um, And it seems like a very, I'm going to call it a Neanderthal mentality that gets people to want to see these hard hits every week. Um, But really, that's to me, that's not what makes football exciting. What makes football exciting is being able to see plays develop and being able to see huge feats of athleticism like we saw plug for the Browns with Odell Beckham Jr. last night, Um, being able to catch, you know, amazing grabs. Um, So to me, uh, being able to prevent those jarring hits is what's going to ensure the integrity of the game moving forward. Absolutely. And I also see the argument that it's harder to make a sack with this rule. And I find that wrong just based off of the games I watched on Sunday. I felt like a quarterback was getting sacked every two minutes, especially in the Eagles Falcons game. I mean, Carson Wentz was never standing. So um, I don't think that's the case. And just in case you don't know what the roughing the passer, the new roughing the passer rule is, it's um, defined as a rushing defender is prohibited from committing an intimidating and punishing act as stuffing a passer into the ground or unnecessarily wrestling or driving him down. Um, and they basically just can't fall onto them. Um, and I totally agree with you. I think that's going to prevent unnecessary injury and the hard hits. Like it's, I don't know why people are entertained by that, especially when it comes to the quarterback. And you constantly hear, and it's a certain demographic of people who says it, but, you know, the comment that why don't you just put a skirt on him um, when the ref will call these types of hits. And it's not just the new roughing the passer rule. It's um, a lot of different hits that people feel should be allowed. Um, But there's, again, there's a reason that they're getting called. And it doesn't, you know, saying that you should put a, skirt on a quarterback doesn't uh, make any sort of argument. There's clearly (laughs) tough women out there and it's pretty much insulting. So I'm just going to take a stand on that right now. Yeah. That comment has so many issues to begin with. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just something that if you're about to say that in any context, it should never be said. So just shut your mouth. 2019. I think I'm going to say that three times every podcast but I mean what what are we doing um speaking of that I don't know if you read this article it was published in albanyherald.com um it's by a writer named Carlton Fletcher and it is called answers to ladies questions about baseball 
I mean, Meredith, what was your initial reaction to this? So I just read the article. I read it after it had been appended to include um, a paragraph to indicate that it was in fact a joke. Um, But then when I read it, it just felt like a lame attempt at being a joke. It felt like satire that people in the 50s might find funny. But again, it's 2019. Um, So it sort of boggled my mind that people would use gender stereotypes to uh, discuss baseball in this way. I know a lot of guys who find it offensive to be spitting like that or who might find it weird to be patting people's butts. Like it was just a very weird way to frame quote unquote explaining baseball. Oh my God. And it didn't explain anything about baseball. No, I, I'm no major points about the game. <laughs> okay. So for some background, if you have not read this article, um, it's a treat if you want to. Um, but anyway, I'll read you a couple paragraphs and this is really all you need to know. Um, so he says, if the female person the female person is the pronoun he's using. If the female person is willing to sit through a game that she cares and or knows little or nothing about without complaining, mind you, she might just be a keeper. And guys, it wouldn't hurt you to repay the favor by watching some kind of chick flick or dumb reality show with her, either of which might put you off your dinner. Just a friendly suggestion from a guy who understands the fairer sex about as well as quantum physics. And he basically just goes on to talk about potential questions that she might ask, such as, is that a wad of chewing tobacco in that guy's mouth? And why do players pat each other on the butt all the time? Like, none of it is related to the actual game. And whether it's a joke or not, like, I want to know who read this and was like okay let's publish it like good idea Carlton (laughs) it it was certainly bizarre and I I just rolled my eyes a lot while I was reading it it took me a while well let's bring things to a little bit more positive vibe there are still there's still a long way to go obviously with um being able to encourage women not only to uh you know participate in sports as writers or as spectators but also as players um but we've come a long way Um, I don't know, Tia, if you happened to see Alabama running back Najee Harris do the Rapino celebration last week. Yes, loved it. Especially the announcer saying it like, oh, he's doing the Rapino celebration. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. So for some background, um, when Alabama was playing South Carolina last week, uh, their running back scored a touchdown, obviously, in case you didn't gather that. Um, And at the end, mirrored Megan Rapinoe's famous celebration that she did whenever she scored a goal in the World Cup this year. Um, So I totally agree to you. Like, love that the announcer also recognized uh, it is groundbreaking. Um, And one thing that really struck me is that you don't see a lot of athletes, especially male athletes, who were disagreeing with Megan Rapinoe and her message. You see a lot of very vocal support from athletes like Miles Garrett. Um, and then you obviously just saw Harris pledge his support just through his actions. And to me, that makes it clear that athletes respect athletes and very talented athletes respect other very talented athletes. 
Um, so to me, that was very cool to be able to see that the players who were on the field are able to recognize this. And hopefully they're going to lead the way for the people who are sitting back on the couch and watching these games. Especially like an Alabama running back. I mean, that's a huge stage. There's yeah. a lot of people watching that game. And he, I think he called her out saying what the celebration was. Like he made sure people knew. And then, like you said, athletes recognize athletes. You always see LeBron James giving shout outs to WNBA players. The sexism in sports never comes from athletes. It comes from the people who they don't understand what it takes, um, especially for a woman in the industry. And yeah, they, they could really learn something from guys like this Alabama running back. Totally agree. One other shout out I'm going to give is to Greg Popovich, who as head coach of the Spurs hired the first female assistant um, to his staff. And, um, you know, his comments, I, I don't have them directly in front of me. We're very much of the vein that she got the job because she had the skill to do it. Um, and I think that having advocates like that who are willing to give women a chance and not, um, you know, predicate anything by saying, oh, you never played men's basketball, so you don't have the ability to be in this position, um, just really speaks volumes just about, I think, the culture that he has built over many years in San Antonio and clearly been very successful. Moving on, Tia, I know you got a question from Twitter for us tonight. So the question was basically just what our advice is for aspiring women in sports or, you know, how to break barriers and get into the industry um, and how to have the confidence to do it. And if you listen to last week's episode with um, Gina, she really goes into it and she basically says, you've really got to find what you're good at and run away with it. Um, I mean, don't try to be the best at everything unless you can be the best at everything, then more power to you. But um, if, you know, video editing is your talent or if writing or you like to do feature stories or you like to call games or, you know, just really get good at what you enjoy doing and take it from there. I completely echo Gina's sentiment. Um, like I mentioned before, when I was in college and trying to really keep up with the Joneses in those sports conversations, um, I found myself, like I mentioned, just being really aggressive and not really enjoying the things that I was talking about. So I can't emphasize enough how important it is to find something that you love and some aspect of the sport that you love um, and being able to talk about that. Because at that point, it's just fun. You know, it's yeah. hardly working. Yeah. And I feel like it It might seem daunting. And I know we do talk about all of the issues that are with the topic of women in sports, but you really will come across some great, great men in the industry as well. I mean, I've, I've gotten a lot of respect from men in press conferences or, you know, at media days at Ohio State football. I mean, there's some really good people out there who will help you get to the top or help you get where you want to be. So um, don't be discouraged by what you might hear. So that's what we've got for you today. But we'll be back with you next Thursday and every Thursday after that with new shows. Thanks again for listening to the Play Like a Girl podcast. Again, I'm Tia Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at Tia A.A. Williams and my co-host at Meredith Hine, that's H-E-I-N. And of course, Land Grant Holy Land at Land Grant 33. And as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks.